Two wins in a row, a performance out of Kiel, Civic playing Halka out of the team and back in a contention for third place. Nielsen's got us playing Hearts are back. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, Paddy's raging, does not think that Nielsen's got us playing Hearts are back. <laughs> well, Come on to that. Uh, how are we doing, boys? 100th podcast. What a bloody journey. Eh? Letter for the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Telegram, where's the wee guy on the bike? <laughs> um, aye, from, from the Hearts Conspiracies and UFOs podcast, don't even ask, to the Broken Hearts podcast. Uh, from Stendhal to Nielsen, from Demotion in Court to Promotion in Third, from Brora Rangers to Florentina, Stuart to Civic. It's been a busy couple of years, hasn't it? There's when always content. Aye. Aye. Never short of content for writing an agenda, that's for sure. Um, aye. We have a, a QA from you to get through, um, as well as some, some moments of reflection coming up. Um, and even a couple of special voicemails, but we'll, we'll follow our usual format first and we'll get to that. Um, Wigan might be going into administration, which is good news. Um, so it means, <laughs> we, means we might get Stephen Humphreys in on a free if they fold. Um, how, I've, I've really not followed it in any context at all. Is that right or Wigan close, are they? I think they're teetering. They have to sell or get rid of players. Right, okay. Yeah. So they'll stay afloat if they do that kind of thing. From one club that's gone through it to another, um, funkies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. It is always sad when you see clubs like Wigan are obviously a big club uh, in inverted commas, so must be shite. If they, did they know an administration recently as well? Uh, Wait, this isn't the first time this has happened, eh? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You know, thinking of JB Sport, always associate Wigan with with JB. <laughs> JB. JB. JJB. Ah, JJB. Oh, I'm getting confused. My JDs and my JJBs. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, always associate them with that because they had the was it the JD Stadium or the JJB Stadium? Or am I just making this up? Aye, the J, They were sponsored by JJB. I'm sure. Hmm. Is there stadium yeah. like the JB? DW or something like that. <laughs> I reckon. So. Fucking so absolute tin pot league. Who cares? It's DW Stadium. DW, that's it. <laughs> Fucking hell. As a, as a dyslexic person, my mind is fried <laughs> after all those letters. I'm done already. Splitting headache. Um, <clears throat> aye, so we'll see what happens. There, Stephen Humphreys. If you get him in on a free, good business. He's got to be moved back down south in him. Yep. Getting all over him. Um, but come and play in Europe instead. Eh? Um, Michelle Rue was at Tynecastle for a function. Spoke highly of the place. <laughs> um, I believe some of the finest chefs across the land came to try the famous kebab pies, and they, they just <laughs> simply, simply all, all agreed that it deserved the Michelin star. So congratulations, Hearts! Yeah, tremendous work. Unbelievable. Um, 
It's now mathematically impossible for Celtic or Rangers to get more points in Europe than Hearts. Um, Andy Halliday's back is aching, along with his Achilles, as we as he and Hearts have carried the whole nation's coefficient points <laughs> in re- recent weeks. Um, seriously, that second win over RFS is a massive help for the coefficient. However, no thanks to Celtic and Rangers' awful performances. Belgium has overtaken Scotland into eighth place as we drop into ninth. Um, doesn't affect us next year. Um, but we could still be guaranteed group stage football again if the Scottish Cup run goes the same as last year kind of thing. Um, but it's going to have a drop off soon. Pretty sure they go by your points. Your lowest points over the last in one season over the last five years is how it works or something. It's a mad formula to to work it out. I'll let UEFA to overcomplicate things. Mm, <laughs> I know. Yeah, Paddy, have you seen the new Champions League format for like 2025 onwards? Uh, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't even be bothered getting into that. Oh my <laughs> God. If you haven't it's seen just, it. It's just a Super League, but they're not calling it a Super League. Aye, exactly. It's like a 20, it is like a 20 team league. But no yeah. one, it doesn't mean you play everyone in the league. It's crazy. Yeah, like there's going to be about 400 games a season soon. Players yeah. actually dying on pitches. <laughs> a wee bit like hearts. <laughs> if you're looking for experience, Nielsen also really. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, well, at least we've surely we're going to get third place now. You can just you just feel it. <laughs> 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 how quickly things change so uh, I hear up next season happy days um, and by the way Celtic actually won a penalty last week at the weekend there against Livingston um, oh, good so congratulations to them the SFA corruption finally comes to an end Celtic <laughs> so, uh, it was well deserved and Ken Watt they fucking missed the penalty Hammy <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was reading Last week that their operating costs are now 91.8 million, up from 88 million or something. Really, really good, fair league. What's hearts? <laughs> About five pence. Oh, yeah. That's insane money. I'm sure we'd at like 12 or 13. That's wild. All right, what's the fucking point? Don't quote me on that, but that definitely rings the bell from the, the last accounts. Um, Hammy, uh, you've, you've always been quite fond of this player. Um, I'm, I'm no. Perry Kitchen retired <laughs> in the recent days. Uh, emotional for you? I cried. Uh, cried a lot, but, um, you know, got over it pretty quickly. Ex-captain, Captain America himself. I should try it early for him. Um, I think he's got bad injuries. He's had bad injuries. He played like he had bad injuries at times at heart. So, um, But it's weird. It was funny watching everyone gushing over Perry Kitchen. After he was pretty much chased at Hearts, they've been terrible. Um, oh, you should have should have played more at Hearts. I like short memories. <laughs> but good luck yeah. to him in the future. Um, football's a short career. He's only thirty. He's younger than us. He's yeah. on the retire. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing. Advanced career was quality. Eh? Perry Kitchen was captain. Oh. <laughs> I know. Great. Uh, I, I know, but he seems to be real. Hit or miss, Perry Kitchen. 
people either thought he was I. People give him a hard time. I thought he was great, or people are like, he was fucking shite. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, nothing's really changed. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely in the shite camp. May not surprise you. Um, I, d- I did admire Perry Kitchen. Like he was fully invested in the club once he got the captain's armband. I mind him on Sky Sports News, like talking so seriously about the club's history. McRae's battalion, the mop. He was fully invested. He was chips in, but he just wasn't that that good. No tricky period. <laughs> um, right, the new Hearts MC Graham Easton came to Twitter to respond to Heart, uh, to Hearts till we die. Can you tell this isn't going to go well already? <laughs> to address the Hearts of Midlovian comments, um, and he said this. Hi, Jamie. I think the hearts thing is akin to misheard lyrics on certain songs. I am fully aware of the team's name, and I always say heart and not hearts of Midlovian. There are plenty of people who sit near me who can confirm that I say heart. He's talking shite. He is gaslighting us. (laughs) He is gaslighting us. I sit fucking close to where you are, and you say hearts of Midlovian. I didn't sit in the stadium and he definitely says hearts of Midlovian. <laughs> like, I swear to God. Like, nah, I'm not having it. No. Absolute joker. Get him out of the club. Is he just a big troll? And he's like, hee hee hee. I know, I think so. something's going on. Um, Because he does. Like, <laughs> there was a, someone, was it a guy, Stuart, on Twitter that responded to that and it was just like, listen, I don't think this job's for you, Graham. <laughs> you can't get this right. And it was just so serious. Aye, listen, this is a laugh, obviously. Didn't give this guy actual abuse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to be fair, at the RFS game, he did, in my view, say heart of Midlovian. And there is a couple of times where you hear that the hard T. And I thought, my, he's being careful now. But <laughs> I swear down, I heard hearts and soul of Edinburgh, heart of Midlovian. <laughs> he is winding us up. I, I don't know. He's, he really needs to go on a hard tee yeah. for now on, just to really make sure. Emphasise mm-hmm. it. Aye. Heart <laughs> of Midlovian. Aye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take a longer pause. Yeah. Um, you can just fuck uh, off, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, right, I think about it so much that I've started calling us Hearts of Midlothian. <laughs> hearts of Midlothian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whole time in Florence, Florence folks staring at me like, who's this fucking idiot? Can't help it. Um, he said something about kebab pies at half time. I was talking to someone and I had to like cut them off like, sorry, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about like hope you're enjoying the kebab pies. Um, now, <clears throat> Christoph Berra has been oh, Jesus Christ cancelled <laughs> after being a dickhead again on media duties for the RFS game. Time and time again, this joker has done it. Now, Paddy, you went very, very early with a a fuck you. I as he retired. And now it's a safe space. So if you've got, 
Anything you want to say further on the job? Like, he's just, he hates the club. I don't get why he's brought onto these programmes to represent Hearts, because he doesn't like Hearts. Mm-hmm. He, he's not forgiven. Was it Stendhal that sent him out? Yeah. Stendhal right. is a god. <laughs> <laughs> like, two days after his wedding as well? Yeah, well. It doesn't matter, but does it? Shit happens, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You can just tell he, he's absolutely aching to just ha- have digs at heart. So. Aye, and like, yeah, great servant of the club, but by the time he was leaving, he was so bad. Mm-hmm. So, right Aye. decision, get on with it, stop being a sour puss prick. Yeah. But it's, it's not like the um, BT Sport, it's not like them to be out of touch with who would represent the club well, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, who, who's what's what names have we got in that? Crystal Bear, aye, that'll do. <laughs> they should have got Vladimir Romanov on. That'd have been a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that'd been quality. Um, but yeah, Bera is finished. I've seen a lot of people coming out now and saying it's because he supports Celtic. Doesn't even support the Hearts. <laughs> it's it's got to that stage now. Bye. Fuck off, Bera. <laughs> um, Hearts B team. Played Sterling University at the weekend. They were 2-0 down. They brought it back to 2-0. Goals from Mackenzie, Kirk and Murray Thomas. However, they got beat again. 4-2. They finished. <laughs> um, three losses and two draws in the last five. Still sitting the third from bottom. Um, Hammy, you pointed out that Harry Stone wasn't starting. We wondered if, uh, if that was all hype. But uh, I, had a, I had a look into it. Him and Liam McFarlane, the other kind of Scotland youth international, seem to be rotating every other game, basically. All right, okay, fine. So it's not dropped, they're just both getting game time. I've heard good things about Liam McFarlane, though. Could be the next Craig Gordon, I've heard, so I want to keep an eye on that, I would say. <laughs> so have I. The, the Can you play centre back? <laughs> <laughs> so how old's Liam McFarlane now? Uh, he's in the under-19 Scotland squad, I just saw. He got called up today, so he'll be like 18. Right, so he can make his debut soon. He's, uh, he's, he's 18 years old, born in right. 2004. Oh, oh, oh. oh God, that's terrifying. <laughs> I was drinking in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. Is he uh, any relation to Neil McFarlane? He is uh... his dad. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> Is that the English teacher? Who's that? <laughs> did we not used to have a central midfielder called Neil? I'm going to look this up. We definitely did that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> um, no, that's his dad. Crazy. Is um, it? I just made that up. <laughs> no, I'm not making that up. Too. Right, said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a stone. Liam McFarlane. We'll see what happens with him. Um, an odd to another young player, Lyndon. I actually didn't take an oath his surname, but his first name is Lyndon. Plays for Hearts under 15s, and he's been called up to the England under 15 squad. So mm. that just that reeks of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or leaving before development. Yeah, before he signs his first professional contract. Yeah. Right, like the boy that went to Villa. Um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Hearts ladies, by the way, won four home games in a row. Uh, absolutely flying this year. But a massive upgrade to the squad, seeing a handful of professional contracts awarded 
the players brought in on professional contracts, I should say, for the first time. Uh, currently sitting in fourth place behind the three professional teams, Rangers, Glasgow City and Celtic. So that's no doubt what they were aiming for this season, so that's good to see. Good on the hearts. Won the hearts. Uh, final wee bit of news. It was the Big Hearts Gala, um, like as in Big Hearts Gala dinner during the week. Uh, invite lost in the post. But Benny was there um, and he was telling folk that he'll be back in December slash January, which is excellent news. Mm-hmm. That's good. He didn't say which. December. That sounds um, a lot like when he slipped in the shower. Well, he's dancing about there, Benny. He's speaking above his seat. He's absolutely fine. <laughs> yeah. um, Rigas Futbola Scola. Um, I was at Tynecastle quite early, as usual. Um, I was thinking I was right quiet about, about the place in the con- concourse. It's 20 minutes before kickoff. And then, Simon, your pictures and videos came through. You and Cameron were in a bloody big massive march. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't really intend to get so deep like into the like the proper thicket, but aye, it was class. Boy. You're literally like <laughs> Stop <laughs> outing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um it was class. Aye. It, they've really that, that group of young team have really refreshed the atmosphere at Tynecastle. Can he commend them enough getting the drum in? The new tunes are quality. I just hope next season the club accommodates a space for them all to be together because they they are opposite each other right now, like the two mm-hmm. groups. So, I right, if we can get a singing singing section, all fucking for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, you can see that was the support they took up to Ross County at the weekend. There, like literally your furthest travel. I know people like to do that trip. But Aye. still, that many bodies to go up to Dingwall. You can only imagine the numbers that are going to be going across the central belt, Ayrshire, up to Perth, etc. Aye, and it took us a while to sort of catch on to this drum and all that. Like, for some reason, Hearts fans were so against it. But see, once it's cottoned on, we've obviously done it mm-hmm. so well. Aye, I think they seem like a really well-organised group. Like you say, the new songs are quality. Um, I more power to them, like, and like you say, I hope they do get a proper section. I think um, it's just tricky because it couldn't be in the in the Gorgie next to the away fans because then you're going to lose your seats when we play Hibs. Realistically, is it going to be in the what? family stand? What um, do you mean, the Gorgie? Sorry, the Roseburn. The Roseburn, sorry. Aye, no, you can't have it in there. That is just asking for trouble. <laughs> exactly. And then the in the gorgie, it's just the fact that you've got all hospitality above it and stuff. I just can't see it. Aye, that's a difficulty. It's where does it go? Um, and I, but they've got to figure it something. Mm-hmm. Aye, yeah, exactly. The club have to do something, and they deserve it. You know, end of the day, it's fan owned, and a lot of the young boys will will be part owners as well. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. the The club can't take these supporters for granted. The effort they put in, the investment of time and money mm-hmm. they put in, they can't yeah. take that for granted. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Going all over Scotland to create the noise, Aye. you can at least you can do sort something out at Tynecastle for them. Aye. 
Um, not jealous, but envious. Wish I was 10 years younger. <laughs> all about that. All about it. Still enjoy it from just beside it. <laughs> um, and Cameron, you'll, uh, sorry, Simon, you'll live forever in those um, in those pictures as well as Cameron's forehead. It <laughs> was um... just make out the wee guy. <laughs> that's it. That's the downside of being quite tall is when someone takes a photo of a group, you're often still ahead above folk. So mm-hmm. yeah. your head's just like there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I. That's why the atmosphere was quality. Once you've finally got to bloody thing, Castle. Um, <laughs> seriously, how have we played four games in Europe and not had the old Vlad flamethrowers out the cupboard once? Aye, <laughs> what is going on? Crazy. It'll be pyro in Turkey. Oh, they all have some. Aye, in the streets. <laughs> be pyro. Um, sorry, great atmosphere. Um, do you think that was the best atmosphere of the season? I guess you've got that. You've got the Celtic game. Maybe that's just because it was a great game. Or you've got pre-match in the first half of Zurich. What do you reckon has been the best? Yeah, that Celtic game was up there. like. Mm-hmm. But aye, it's between that and the, the Riga game. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, for the Riga game then, Simon, it was a, a 4-4-3 we set up with. Um, and it was a, a smashing start if you just want to jump into it with a, a very, very early goal. Aye. Um, some good football. Managed to work it down uh, the side. Janelli got the ball in the box. We tap in for Shanklin. Yeah. It was, it was great. It started so well and I thought, and I'm pretty sure after the second one and Cameron went to me, it's going to be a route. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times, but it's still the first time I've gone for thinking we are going to fucking batter them to, we could lose this in one <laughs> half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people say this is a, a Nielsen thing. That Nielsen is fantastic. When you're getting beat, Nielsen knows how to go and catch a game if it's 0-0 he's careful and he'll go go to take the game but 2-0 up doesn't have a fucking clue (laughs) (laughs) Aye um, I thought it was quite a difficult night for Keogh he was getting pelters after but he was making quite a lot of mistakes and just giving the ball away quite needlessly and allowing Riga to to win the ball quite high up the park Mm -hmm. Aye he's some boy I think we might come on to speak about Keo in isolation. Kick cool. back, I've been busy. <laughs> but then, I think it was like the 12th minute or something, um, ball came across. I think it was George Grant played the ball in. Andy yeah. Halliday got a deflected shot in. What a, what a man. Right. It's a lovely um, lovely turn for Grant in the box. Aye, it cuts it back really nicely. Yeah. Um, Andy Halliday's goal. That shot's barely on target. How does he manage to claim that? <laughs> I'm always for giving it to the striker the, or the, the whoever's taking the shot, unless it's like egregious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm all for just giving them goals. Nobody wants an OG, the striker or the whoever's taking the shot wants the goal. Fuck it. Yeah. I can just imagine the Belgian referee 
like Andy Halliday, like some Ouija just screaming in his face, I'm <laughs> taking that fucking goal. And he's just right, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I 2-0 up and it, it was looking good. Um, Kingsley finally managed to take a free kick in this game since Snodgrass wasn't there to bully him off it. Uh, it was a, a great effort. Going right in the top corner and the keeper made an acrobatic um, save. Dipped it over the bar. Um, RFS's goal, um, Hammy, was an absolute belter. I've seen, I saw one or two people saying that Gordon could have done it. I don't know what, how, what the fuck they were watching. Nah, like I, I have looked at this a few times and sort of tried to pick it. And if you could be really overly critical about players maybe closing down quicker, Gordon may yeah. be moving his feet quicker, but at the end of the day, it's just a thunder bastard in the top bag. Like you're just not stopping it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, great finish. I have some power behind it. What will they just make RFS's style of play? I thought it was um, that their quick counter. I could totally see why they've managed to get some big. Oh, shit myself, my watch right in my ear. <laughs> no, 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 looking for Sam's number. Don't know a Sam. Um, I can totally see how they've managed to pick up some big, uh, big away performances in Europe playing like that. Aye, I, they, they, they were a bit, it was like a tricky wee team. They did seem fairly. I mean, I know we scored two quick early goals, but after that, they did seem fairly well contained, quite regimented. They do have some uh, handy players in there as well. Um, I was reading about the, the German boy who, who was in centre midfield. He's apparently they've got, they do have a couple of players here on a lot of money, so there is mm-hmm. some quality there. But um, ah, they, they did seem to want to try and catch us on the break, um, which they did look dangerous at times. But I, I do also think we contained them quite well as well. The yeah. keeper had a decent game. Um, he was fucking murder in Riga. Oh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. He made a yeah, couple was of there no other for the keeper? No, I just think he finally shaved that hair off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the maddest thing you said, uh, tricky wee team there, Hammy. They were anything but. I think they were like a basketball team. Compared <laughs> to us. Like we are a very wee team. Right. Like their keeper was one of their smallest players at like six foot two. Aye, they had a centre back who looked absolutely fucking huge. Yeah. Enjoying on this team. Um, <clears throat> like that was RFS's goal. Um, they also had another absolute thunder bastard, the one that rattled off the bar from about 35 yards out. Um, that would have been one of the best goals scored at Tincastle. Same time. boy who scored the first one, but where's our foot? Well, yeah, there was uh, there was calls on kickback to sign him immediately after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right, get him signed. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. Um, we had we had a few more chances. We had Janelli cutting in from the right and smashing one goalwards, and Shanklin somehow managed to get on the end of a header, which at the post. <laughs> How he's managed to win a header <laughs> in a month's time baffles me. Um, that's the one that came off the post and then Lewis Nielsen hit it like a centre-back and it went in the hospitality. <laughs> um, just finally, I guess, won the game. Uh, Riga had a, a man sent off. 93rd minute or something. What's uh, it then? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you and Henderson, eh? Okay. Um, I- 
I felt it was a wee bit harsh. It was in our in our own half. I think it was just denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. I think it was more the challenge than denying a goal scoring opportunity, though. He just like two footed him for behind, chopped him. No, was it? I need to see it again. Um, and never near the ball at all. It was just to take him down. I think that's it. Why he's got his head because no time yeah. to play the ball or anything. Fair enough then. Um, it was good to see you and Henderson absolutely wetting myself with laughter when he went on a mazy run, <laughs> like 90th minute, really late on. Mazy run, beat a few boys, and he went and took a shot on goal, and I went out for a fucking throw-in. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, dear. Um, fully expect him to start in Istanbul. <laughs> Who else have we got? I hope we'll, we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it. <coughs> but that was RFS and that was the end of home European football for this this year, but back soon, I'm sure. Um, let's move on to some, some 100th episode chat, shall we? And uh, we'll, we'll kick things off with a, a voicemail. Um, and this it's coming from the man who keeps Jolly afloat. It's Bill from Whitby. Just like that, Smart, go back down. You have bad episodes, but they always come back up, and they are good episodes. Hello, lads, Bill from Whitby here. Just wanted to say, I've never listened to your podcast, but I've heard great things about it, and uh, I believe you're celebrating a big birthday today, 100 episodes. Well, that's a, that's a great thing. You know, give yourself a pat on the back this, this big Halloween. I'd, I'd uh, like to speak longer, but... It's a busy day in Whitby with old Dracula's kicking about, so all the best and uh, keep going for whatever it is you do for longer. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get through some questions from listeners. Um, and many thanks to everyone that got in touch. Um, first question. Uh, is Hammy single? <laughs> Received by Hammy. <laughs> and uh, no, he's not. He's not. You've um, run into a real life woman. No. <laughs> 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 don't know why, but uh, no. Serious, a serious couple of questions then um, from Pennington and Panic Attacks on Instagram. <laughs> Um, outside of Hibs and old old firm games, what is your favourite Hearts match to go to? An interesting one. Home or away? What's your thoughts? Home or away? Yeah. I I always enjoy living away for some reason. I just because it's quite close. <laughs> uh, Dunfermline away was also good. We creepy pub. Uh, Dundee ah. United games are at home tend to be fucking crackers recently as well. So. Mm-hmm. Some good shots there. Simon, who do you enjoy coming to Tin Castle? Um, anyone who brings a good away fan group are usually pretty good, like St Johnston travel well, Aberdeen. It's always better when there's a good turnout for the away fans. A bit of spike between you. Yeah, yeah. I am much the same. Quite like like a Motherwell kind of fan base. So very loud. Um, normally, I bet they have a bit of a party and we also normally come out on top. <laughs> so... Got oh. Total jinx that <laughs> Maybe got positive uh, connotations in my head. Um, 
I'd like to say St Mirren, but they're trying to build up like a tin pot rivalry and we're just above that, aren't we? So I won't say them. I just don't be... get it. Like I have nothing for or against St Mirren. They're just shite. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate them. I absolutely hate them, but I just won't entertain it. Um, another question for you um, from Dan Hart. He uh, oh, he asks, uh, how badly does Jarvie want Jordan Jones at Hearts? <laughs> this one. Too badly. <laughs> too, too badly. Uh, genuinely did want him for the championship season. He would have been better than Elliot Freer. Um, True. <clears throat> When he says he generally did want him for the championship season, he also means he generally did want him every season. The Europa League season. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You'd easy take him. I mean, January's just... just How's he doing at Kelly? Is he still at Kelly? Ah, he's doing all right. I think he was uh, struggling for fitness in that to start the season. Perfect. Get him in. (laughs) Very true. Um, but uh, seriously, but I do like the look of Daniel Armstrong. That's at Kilmarnock. I think I might turn <laughs> my attentions to to him. Actually, he looks great. Uh, so I thank you <clears throat> for that one, Dan. Jordan Jones is not forgotten yet. Um, got another good question for you. Um, Craig Levine, Ian Caffrell, Daniel Stendel, rank them in order. Oh, I thought it was going to be a shag, Mary kill. <laughs> can we can we change it to Shag Mary Kill? <laughs> do do both, do both. Right, okay. Rank them in order. Yeah. Uh, Craig Levine, oh. Daniel Stendhal, Ian Cathro. Daniel Stendhal, Ian Cathro, Craig Levine. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! I'd go Daniel Stendhal, Levine, Cathro. Hmm. I'd go Levine, Stendhal, Cafro. Boom! Right, shag, marry, kill. Right, Simon, go, go and do it then. I'd shag Craig Levine. <laughs> I'd shag Daniel Stendhal. <laughs> and I'd shag Ian Cafro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, moving, moving swiftly on. Um, simply, what's the, the best part of the podcast? When it finishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, um, on this one, Cameron's obviously not here tonight. He never is. Um, that's probably my favourite part, when Cameron's not on it. <laughs> um, I asked Cameron what's, um, like what's his favourite podcast moments kind of thing. Um, and Paddy, both of them involve you. Um, your injuries when falling down the stairs... <laughs> Fucking your leg, getting a concussion and waking up with a cat in your flat. <laughs> what was that after the semi? Was it against Tibbs? Scottish Cup. No, it was the Scottish Cup final. Was it the final? Yeah. That was hilarious. And also when you done full detailed analysis, look at the wrong Riga side. <laughs> <laughs> I never miss an opportunity to be an idiot. Right. That, that was quality stuff. Uh, what about you, boys? Got to be... It's. I know it's just been said, but it was. It's the the cat incident with Paddy. Aye, you can't beat that. That that story getting told, was just had me in stitches. Still does. Hmm. Right. That severe head knock. You just spoke about Balotelli for the full podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I will do so again. 
Yeah, it's one of the concussions. <laughs> um, I think our, well, mainly Cameron, but Cameron slash the podcast promotions of kebab pies is underrated. <laughs> when, when I'm waiting for food before the game, I hear people talk about kebab pies and say, like, ah, I've heard on like Twitter and Instagram and that, that they're quality. And I always think, like, Cameron's fucking started this hype. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the kebab guys speak for themselves. <laughs> they do. Cameron deserves some credit. Like, uh, I cut that out, Paddy. <laughs> um, simple question for you: Out of ten, what would you rate this season so far? Uh, one being pish, ten being magic. Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'd go. I'm I'd go a six. I was going to say a seven. Oh, I would put it at an eight. Um, but what brings it down is the injuries. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, my, my only complaints would be there's a couple of shite results, and we've been very passive in a lot of big games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd go a six. Would be a seven if we were still in the league cup, maybe. But yeah, nothing more, nothing less. Um, going to win the Scottish Cup though so that'll make it a 10 that'll be fine Um, who is the best Hearts player of the season so far Mm. Cammy Devlin Keo Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cammy Devlin's going to shout aye Zibic Zibic comeback player of the year I, I couldn't see past Cammy Devlin. No, it is Cammy Devlin. By a country yeah. mile as well as Cammy Yeah, Devlin. exactly. Uh, even Craig Gordon dropped off and everything would have to be Devlin. But there's plenty of time. Lee Sung Woo is coming in. <laughs> Things are going to change around here. Um, another question. Is Paddy as grumpy about everything or just hearts? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> everything. A wee bit everything, aye. Very much as a wee miserable bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um, what level of football have we all played at? Ask someone else. Fives. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday league, basically. Aye. Well, Simon, you've got a wee bit more involvement on coaching side. Aye, before COVID, I was doing some coaching, but um, that goal got packed in, and then my job. Violins it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I could have easily been a professional footballer listener, um, <laughs> but it just wasn't. The generations just didn't work out. I was a luxury player, just didn't fit that time and space, unfortunately, myself. Um, it's a good one for you uh, name a player that we've signed that you thought was going to be great but left you feeling disappointed Glenn Whelan Oof, left me very very disappointed Aye, that's the biggest come down when we got him Christoph Pera <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Harry. Um, I just, I, I'm thinking more strikers. The likes of sort of, I never, but I never really had a high opinion of them. But you know, even the likes of, sort of Connor Salmon and things that came in, you're thinking they could maybe do a job, get ten goals maybe, and they were just humped. They like really bad. Yeah, but I blame Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> right. The common issue with a lot of these strikers being shite was Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> we got in so many strikers who scored. Loads of goals before they came to us, and they just seemed to just die inside <laughs> and never score a goal ever again. Yeah, I think my, my player, to be fair, is his own fault and not Hearts. David Vanacek, um, another one, because eh? he came. Remember, he left his club and went on holiday for four weeks to like Mauritius, all inclusive. <laughs> and then turned up at Rickett and like a legit like three stone overweight. Um and I just looked like he was towing a bus and got nowhere near a proper run in the first team. But I was expecting him to come in and be like the next Roman Bedna. <laughs> Craig Levine must have been fucking fizzing, eh? Well, I I mean he was. He was uh mind he pulled him against it was like Livingston, pulled him after like I ah, yelled them in the papers as well. Yep. Aye, and like buried them post-match interviews a lot. Aye. Very unprofessional. From Vanacek, not Levine. <laughs> uh, and just finally, maybe a bit more serious um, note and conversation that we'll go on to, given the Ross County game. Um, but do you think that there needs to be a bit more patience um, considering all the injuries, that considering how awful all the injuries have been? No. <laughs> um, I am sure we could all do, do with being a bit patient, but where's the fun in that? <laughs> I, I, but also like we as a club have just it happens every year that we crumble the first sign of a few injuries. It's like we didn't, we don't seem to learn this. Like injuries are gonna happen. We knew that. that yeah. This year is quite is particularly bad, but I feel like I've said this the last two seasons. Oh, mm-hmm. injuries are bad. Like we know that there's a curse on our eye, and we, we've built it over the the graves of former <laughs> gods or whatever it is. So we 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 just need to pack out our team a bit more, and we never do. We stick stick with this small club. So I, whilst we do, we do need to give them a bit of slack, it, it is it's incredibly annoying that we we are in the same position every season. Later. Yeah. Spot on. Exactly. Uh, Simon, this may be a good time. Earlier on, you posted some stats in the group chat about comparing current season to last season. Go and run through that, and that might give us a good indicator on what the drop-offs have been. All right, so we're only um, four points off where we were last season in terms of points after, is it 12 games we're on now, I? We... Are and we've got a game in hand. Aye, sorry. Well, whatever what I checked it, it was four points off. Um, we've scored the exact same amount of goals, but we've conceded eleven more. So that's pretty much a goal a game more than last season. And I mean, I wonder why. Look at our defence. Look at where the injuries are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does sort of ring true that the injuries are really hampering this team. But like Cammy just pointed out. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah, we said before the transfer window closed, we needed another centre back in. Aye. 
I don't even we mm-hmm. as in this podcast, we as in this whole club, everyone knew yeah. it wasn't like we were yeah. sort of saying in and anyone else wasn't. Yeah. Entire fan base could see. Aye. I think Nielsen did as well. I mean, Nielsen openly said that post-match just before, it was like two days before the window closed, that they're, that he wants to bring in another centre-back, and it wasn't delivered. Nielsen's best pal now. <laughs> <laughs> Flip-floppy Jarvie. Well, Nielsen's not in charge of the bloody recruitment, Paddy. It's Joel Savage. Mm. to get take some slack when it's true. Um, I was I was being I was listening to Levine talking about the kind of injury crisis a few weeks ago, and he was saying I think we we have a squad off. Name all the centre backs we've got. How to? How Kit and Rolls Civic is a is a centre back. Nielsen. Um, yeah, is I guess he's a 50-50 centre back, right back centre back, isn't he? I think well, his feature is a centre back just by yeah. his build. Right, so say that's four centre-backs. And then do you want to include Kingsley? Yeah, say between Kingsley and Cochrane, say they're half a centre-back each. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're talking that's five centre-backs in a squad. I don't think it's... um, I I mean, I do think it would be a bit ridiculous if we did have another one. No, I don't... I think another... There's there's too much of a drop-off between... And this is nothing on Civic or Nielsen... But they're just not they're not as good as Rolls and Halkett, obviously. I think the drop off between them two and to then a twenty one year old and Toby Civic is just too much of a drop off. There's a, a level in there that we can get in. I think that Joe Wright that was training with us, it's maybe it was a uh he decided not to stay rather mm-hmm. than us not offering him. But that sort of level's perfect for that the, the yeah. team right now. That backup. Exactly. Aye. It's bizarre that we never kept him on given all the circumstances there, eh? Yeah. Kind of one year deal. Could have like it, genuinely could have saved us so many goals by having a proper centre back for that period. Aye, defo. Um I totally civic, I still think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. We signed him in January wasn't January past, I can never remember. When we said when we brought him in. You know, that's quite a big signing. Like, Toby Civic's not going to be one of the lower earners in the squad. He's come in with quite a decent reputation. He's come in as a, basically as John Suter's replacement, as a right-sided centre-back, ball-playing centre-back. And yeah, his confidence was down big time. But he, like we saw against RFS, man, there's a player in there when he gets going. Like, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let him have his ups and downs and figure out where he lands in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's kind of been accepted over the last couple of months that Civic's just a backup, but I think he was signed as a starting player. Aye, the perception is going to go up and down as well as to whether he's good enough or not good enough or whatever, but aye, he's definitely got the capability to be a starting and maybe like an attractive prospect for teams to come and buy mm. type level. And there's also the possibility that he gets released for hearts and doesn't do very well. So it's in his hands, happen. eh? That's not going to happen. No, I don't think it is, but that's a prospect for every single player. It's a possibility for anyone, yeah, exactly. Or, or he goes to Rangers on a free. <laughs> <laughs> we would do that. 
That's absolute <laughs> scumbag batter if you were to do that, to be honest. <laughs> imagine imagine if it was even worse and they rehabbed you to like two career ended injuries and then you just did it anyway. That would be pretty uh, bad. And you sold yeah. shit coffee as well. <laughs> <laughs> Badly reviewed as well, that coffee. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, coming back to the question, do you think there needs to be some patience um, considering all the injuries? It's a mixed bag, listener. It's a mixed bag, even on the podcast. Um, but that rounds off the questions. So thanks again. Uh, and before we move on to the Ross County game, uh, here's another voicemail, this time from Ur Jolly. All right, lads, like, uh, nice to speak to you again. It's been a while, so it has. Uh, here we are, the big day. Just wanted to say um, you've you've done it. You've uh, become an establishment, like, uh, like just like the Gorgie Fish Bar. Um, you know, it's just a big thing, and congratulations, and many happy returns of the day, and that. I uh, just wanted to say that it's been a remarkable run. Um, no many folk get to a hundred without uh, stinking a urine, and well, you seem to have done it. You, well, most days anyway. And um, aye, all your all the best. Um, give yourself a big pat on the back for the hearts, and uh, keep going to a hundred more. On the jambos, on the podcast. Ross County game. Uh, I forgot to write down any notes. It's really fresh, fresh in my memory. Um, maybe just a bit of a general, general chat. Um, it was a, a busy first half, and um, the stream was down, which was really annoying. Sadly, missed all the goals. <laughs> um. These games are always quite entertaining. I feel like the game against Ross County at the start of the season was good. This one was pretty good. I don't know why, but in my mind last season, I feel like we had some, a good game against them. Enjoyable game. I thought this Hearts team bounced back really well, going down 1-0 as well. And also, they'd conceded two goals, but VAR chalked one off. And rightly so. The boy was offside. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did score after 11 minutes. Quite a good goal, whatever. But I think for where this club's been in the last couple of months, and to go to Ross County, whether it's true or not, a difficult place to go on paper, um, to go 1-0 down and to bounce back within 10 minutes and be back 2-1 up, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And maybe Robbie Nielsen's figured out something that actually works. Like mm-hmm. the midfield is Snodgrass and Keogh finding the 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 back four pairing that works. And maybe it's coming together just before everyone gets back fit. Yeah, which is just typical. <laughs> but it's yeah. good. I think I think it's such an important win there. Um mm-hmm. just to sort of build a bit of momentum. Yeah. It's amazing to see us dig in, like you say, Simon, come back from one 0 down to win that. A huge game, absolutely massive, to now put us just three points off third with a game in hand coming off the back of that win. Two home games in the next three. Um, and also after digging in to hold on to the win against RFS last week as well. I think um, like we're, we're playing to a level, which I thought just you know 10 days ago, I didn't think Nielsen could get a tune out of the squad anymore. And he's changed my mind again, I must admit. 
Aye, we look like we're combating. Snodgrass is getting fitter every game and looks better and better. He really understands the game well, which is, I mean, he played centre mid in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He's going to understand the game. But I, if he if he can get fitter, and I, we've got some really good options when everyone's fully fit now. Yeah, we really do. Like Snodgrass was phenomenal from what I see. He's just, he just oozes experience and composure, doesn't he? He wants the ball. And footballer. Yeah. I, you underestimate how that important, how important that is in a team. Someone who actually wants to get on the ball and make something happen. It's it's super. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of pressure off everyone else and it allows mm-hmm. people to relax a wee bit, knowing that there's someone else who's going to just put their foot on the ball and make sure everything's all right. Exactly. And boys like Shanklin, they'll be buzzing as well as the wingers. Aye. First thing Snodgrass does with the ball, look, looks ahead. You know what I mean? We've got a lot of we've got a lot <laughs> of good footballers, but they always looking sideways, looking to give it to the boy who's going to take it forward. And we have been lacking that that Ollie Aye. Lee-like player. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of passing it backwards, I commend the effort. I think the effort they are putting is absolutely unbelievable. But it's quite sad seeing the decline of Michael Smith. Eh? <laughs> yeah, like seeing him running—that's rough. He'll be absolutely buzzing for when Nathaniel Atkinson's back fit. <laughs> half design another right back. And I we really do now. I. Um, Michael Smith, he deserves. Um, like I really hope he can win something this season. You know what I mean? Because he's been a, a massive player for us. He's played his heart out through Premier League Championship, Premier League. You know what I mean? He's played in midfield, centre back, right mid. Uh, sorry, right back. He's done everything for the club. Um, but he needs a wee rest. He's been phenomenal. He genuinely has like given the good years of his body to like the last good years <laughs> of his body to hearts. Right. Sacrifice himself for us. Aye. Um, massive shout out to Andy Halliday for his performance, not only for the, the winner um, in the header, but she was saying he's been getting on at Lee McCulloch to get him in the set pieces, uh, get him in the box for set pieces. And he's been working on his heading. He said it's only like the third header he scored in his whole career. Something. What a screamer! What a header it was. As a screamer, I go. I think headers are underrated, but that is an absolute screamer. Mm -hmm. A lot of pace on it. Take it. I just the effort to get there and everything. Excellent. He's not a big guy. Yeah, but he's done brilliant to to get that on target. Let alone where he did. And Halliday is, is obviously he's playing with an injury just now. You saw what happened at Aberdeen, and he's another one like he, Andy Halliday, is hearts as fuck. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Aye, it's been great seeing all these players really, really fight and show that they care because you often wonder, like, do they, do they feel for the club or understand the club the way that we understand it or feel for it? Mm-hmm. And you've got to say that the, the amount of sacrifice they make physically, they must. Oh, yeah. Think they must be digging in now and thinking we're so close to getting a break. Like I, I seriously do think we're going to see Ewan Henderson, Connor Smith, Finlay Pollock, maybe even Xander Clark, like a fully rested side in Istanbul. Aye. But we've only got Motherwell on Saturday. The Rangers game is a Wednesday. And I, I think we sooner see the, the backup at, at Rangers, the backup team at Rangers. I think a lot <laughs> of these players will want to play in Istanbul. Like, that's an experience that mm. you're not going to get every week. 
Interesting. Interesting. And really, do we have that many options that we can rotate, really? <laughs> Not really, no. Nah. No. You can only rotate what you can, but the names I mentioned there, that's pretty much it. We can't even fill a whole bench anyway. Okay, it's crazy. But I full full credit to this team. Mm-hmm. Right, fantastic result up in Dingwall. Um, and I just to say again, Gorg Ultra is sensational. Um and generally what a, what an amazing travelling support up there. We we haven't touched on Keel in too much detail, which is good because Hammy will now go over to you. What do Jambos kick back think about them? Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. So, see, before Sunday, he was pretty, he was getting compared to Lloyd Demure, right? <laughs> that, that was the level it was at. Like, folk hated him. Uh, I, I don't know. I think somebody on this podcast, I don't know who, may have also written him off a couple of weeks ago. Um, we don't want to name names, though, but uh, I'll let you know what the, the general feel is at the moment. So, somebody says, uh, thought he did okay. Funny how a win alters folks' perspectives. So that was quite a good point. Um, someone says he really came into the match against RFS in the second half. Not surprised he kicked on today. Also not surprised a bunch of Jambos kicked back. Drama queens were overreacting about him being shite. But anyway, um, glad to hear he was much improved. I've not been impressed with what I've seen so far, but it's still very early days. Hopefully today is the start of showing the player he actually is. Um, he's been off the boil in most games so far, to be fair, but I think he needed time to get up to speed with the pace of the game as he was constantly getting the ball nicked off and wanting more time. Hopefully yesterday was his turning point again. Um, someone says, not seen any signs from Keir to suggest he has the potential to be a success. I can't actually think of anything he is particularly good at. Wow. Uh, somebody said he was phenomenal when somebody replied, steady, efficient, and played his position well, but he wasn't phenomenal. Has an annoying trait where he drifts right beside an opposition player, which he doesn't create space to receive a pass. Numerous times in the game, he done that. Um, I've been a massive critic of his, but today was definitely better. Still not sure exactly what type of midfielder he is meant to be, but he helped the team out. Um Joking aside, that was his ninth game for us, for God's sake, and he has been playing against Fiorentina, the Turkish lot, and the old firm for a lot of those games. He was never as bad as people were making out anyway. Better today. Still too slow on the ball for me, though. And finally, five tackles, an interception, a foul, three blocks, three clearances, a header, a shot on goal, a key pass, and an 86% pass accuracy. That's some shift. Disrupting the opposite opponent's move 11 times is exceptional. Decent contribution with the ball, too. So, a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but he's gone up from Loic Demure to being all right now. Um, no, I stats he had a good game. The, no stats for the Ross County game, Hammy. I, I believe so, yes. So, I mean, those stats are, are very... 86% pass accuracy, considering he was given the ball pretty much away all the time um, a couple of games ago we had a right mayor um, I think uh, you know I do think we need to give these players a bit more time than we, we are giving them and, and the, the exception being uh, well not the exception but the the um, civic thing being quite clear you know I had a really good game and everyone loved them again again I think one game in isolation is not enough to suddenly 
be you know offering out three-year deals and all that but I just think we need to we have we have a horrible knack of getting on players backs really quickly at hearts um <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. although nah. I, I did I did say it to Paddy at the weekend I do think you know, because of the price tag he's come with as well there's a lot more pressure on him to to do it um so it is it's I'm, I'm glad that things have calmed down a bit but he, he was properly boo boy number one after Civic had a good game because it's always Civic but Mm-hmm. In a way, I think that the, the way Hearts fans put, I don't know how you want to word it, put pressure or expectations on players is part of the culture of the club. <laughs> like, seriously, I think the expectation like is just to try. Yeah. That's the expectation. We understand if you're shite, then the manager shouldn't play you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Think of think a player like Ian Black, who, like in terms of being a technical footballer, you know, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't bad by any stretch, stretch of the imagination. But Ian Black put 110% in every single game. It's a bit like Michael Smith as well. Um, that's what Hearts fans want, you know what I mean? A player that leaves it all out on the park. And I yeah. think with Keel, he's just a bit different, you know what I mean? He comes from a completely different style of football. What German youth academy, youth academies, and he's went on to play in Holland. You know, he's played at quite a technical level, and he's a big laddie, so it's kind of he stands out like a sore thumb. And yeah, I think it has taken us some time to kind of suss him out what kind of footballer he is. But um, I think the stats were scary. What was it? The the game before RFS with Cami Devlin was phenomenal. Celtic. Yeah. Where um, I, I thought Keel looked absolutely horrendous and I was, I was like angry at his performance <laughs> but statistically it would have been the same as what you just read out for Ross County you know when you've got when you're next to Cammy Devlin and he's doing everything you know what I mean you're, you're going to look <laughs> like a lesser player and maybe it's the same again Snodgrass is the one against County that's doing all the passing all the technical stuff and Keel's kind of sweeping up and it, it just goes unrecognised you know what I mean hey you'll be adjusting you're right um, and Hopefully it works out because not often do we spend money like that on a player, so we really need them to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last player we spent that sort of money on plays for Perth Glory now. <laughs> <laughs> Chug, chugging away, Mr. McInerney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, overall, I'm, I haven't been overly impressed myself with Keo. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it's unfair to fully judge him at this stage right, we'll find it we will we will just the Scottish football is nuts you have to remember as well how different Scottish football is to like most divisions in Europe it's a special breed over here <laughs> uh, and we've seen a lot better players than Keogh come to this league and fail miserably as well yeah. so um, exactly but what, what's your gut feeling Hammy Peak for peak, Jinky's going to be better than Peter having. Oh, funnily enough, yeah, me and uh, Paddy had this discussion at the weekend. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I said to Paddy, I, was, I don't think he's going to be much better than Peter Haram. Uh, at peak, obviously. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's a better option than Peter Haram. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's my gut feeling. I, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be good. But um, not. But I would still 
and Devlin. Although I would love them in Snodgrass in a three, that would be my perfect material. But I think Robin Nielsen yeah. will go back to two. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited for after the World Cup if we've got say Benny's back in by New Year's Derby and we've got a full strength team. Imagine you've got even Haring back for options. You've got Devlin, Benny, Snodgrass, Keel, all his midfield options in there. You've got Rolls and Halkett at the back. Um, Sibic, Cochrane probably drops off. Kingsley's playing at left back. Like Our squad is actually nuts when fully fit. And we should, the expectations will grow again, obviously, but we should be going on some run once we get this stupid Europe competition out of the way. <laughs> some run to get back into Europe. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Couple of new, new faces in the door in January. We could win the bloody league. <laughs> what if we, if we win our game in hand, we're only nine points off of Rangers in second. Beat them at Ibrox, there's only six in it. Tell you what. He's sniffing, sniffing the heels of second place. <laughs> Can't wait to two weeks podcast. We're just like, fucking hell, Robbie eh, again. <laughs> Get him it. Get beat 3 0 at home off Motherwell. <laughs> um, looking ahead, then, Simon, you've said your kind of thoughts on what the squad could look like against Istanbul. What do you reckon, Paddy? You reckon players will be wanting to play there, or can you see the kids getting a run? I think it'll be first team. Robbie doesn't play kids for a start, so. Hey, he did, he did yesterday. Connor Smith. Connor Smith got an assist as well. <laughs> he did. See? He had a t- tough afternoon, but he did well for the, the goal. Uh, I think it'll be a yeah, full team. You'd want to play in that sort of atmosphere as well out in Istanbul. Is it not if you're dead? I know. I Maybe think we're going to have more fans stadium. there than them. Aye. <laughs> I meant more just like playing over there. They would like, they, I think they'd want to rather than like the stadium. Mm-hmm. Aye. I think, I think we, you'll probably see the youngsters get a longer run out or maybe a half. But um, we, yeah, we, we just, I don't think we just have the players to be able to completely change the team. Alexander Clarks and things. Oh, but I did read today that Craig Gordon would equal European appearances for Hearts if he plays in Istanbul. So he'll, he, I that's like that. They will be wanting to play to do that. This will be uh, the game that Robbie takes him out. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'd probably be a bit annoyed for Craig Gordon's sake as well because he might not play next year. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. Also, but also with the first team, you you got a lot of your hearts. You got nine hundred hearts fans that spend a lot of money going all the way to Istanbul. They're yeah. not going to be wanting to see the kids getting played and us getting right. absolutely hammered. So. You got to think about that as well. Yeah. I mean, did you see how drunk everyone was in Florence? <laughs> I think this is going to be different, that. though. This, this, is, this seems like a different trip. This seems like like husbands and wives going on a holiday and just got to the game and all. I have seen a few people going over for a wee week's all inclusive. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but that's right. I mean, Craig Gordon will make his 22nd European appearance if he plays on Thursday, which will tie with Stephen Presley and Henry Smith. Hey, Henry Smith. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll no doubt be one of the plays. All about the records. 100% he'll be playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you care if we get a result at Istanbul? Is it even on your mind that we could possibly get something out of it? I'd enjoy it if we did, um, but just show up, eh? just have a go. They've also got something to play for as well. Both them and Fiorentina are on 10 points, so they need to win. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's it's not on goal difference, so they're not going to come out and try and score 10 against us. I read the day because I, I thought they were going to absolutely punish us for, for goal difference, but no, it's on head-to-head, so if they win, they're through, essentially. Right. A 1 0, take that. A 1 0 defeat. <laughs> oh, but you got to think of it, Hart's point of view as well. So it's an extra 500 grand if we win. So it's, I, get, I get that we can't go anywhere in Europe, but it's, it's, that's a lot of money for us. That's another kill. Kill and a half, pretty much. <laughs> Is that how we measure money now? <laughs> <laughs> looking for a new house. How much are you looking to spend? Oh, about two kills. <laughs> um, Istanbul, Motherwell on uh, on Sunday, I was saying Saturday before three o'clock. Full expectations of three points. It's gotta be the target. Aye. Uh, um again another tough game just because we've got so many injuries. We've got a patchwork defence at the moment, but my my tail's up at hearts at the moment and I didn't think we would win against Ross County. So mm-hmm. I think Motherwell at home it's, it's it's a good opportunity to get three points. Yeah. Um, Craig Halkett's, I believe, resumed what you'd call full training today. Um, and there's a possibility that... Don't you he... fucking dare. <laughs> Don't you think, dare uh, break my heart again. He might, might be on the bench, say, against Motherwell. You know, I don't know. He might even start. Who knows? You know, even if he gets an hour under his belt or something. Oh, if he's, if he's on the bench, I think he gets 10 minutes. But I don't think he's on the bench. Just give him till after the World Cup at this point. Aye. You know what I mean? Aye. Let him heal up properly. Seems like we might have something going on here, so we'll see yeah. what happens. Because you've also got Kai Rolls who exact same kind of recovery timeline, and he'll be wanting to show that he's played minutes before going to that Australia World Cup camp. Aye. He will, aye, yeah, you're right. You can see him coming back in. That's a bone injury, though. So I guess it's not as likely to yeah, re-injure yeah. it than a hamstring. So I could see aye, him getting a couple games. Sealed, sealed. So we'll see. We've almost got defenders back. We've almost got central <laughs> defenders. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that tees us up then, Hammy, for buy or sell in absence of Cameron. So on you go. Yes, a quick look back at the RFS home one. So we had a change of goalkeeper. We Everybody sold that, which was correct. Everyone gets a point. Uh, hearts to have over 45 54, sorry, 0.5% possession. Um, we had 62. So, Paddy, you sold that and you were the only one to sell that. So, unlucky. <laughs> uh, Shanklin to score a penalty. Everybody sold that apart from myself, uh, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Mugs. Um, so, we don't get a point for that. And hearts to be knocked out. Uh Obviously, that was a buy, sadly. So, Jarvey and myself to an Instagram, we all sold that as we were also mugs for that one as well. So, <clears throat> sadly, so Simon and Cameron got four points last week. Well done. Jarvey, Paddy, you've got three. Myself to an Instagram, the leaders got, only got two. So, the, the running totals are quickly over them. 
It is Jarvie on 25, Paddy on 26, myself on 28, Simon on Instagram on 29, and Twitter on 30. So very tight at the top. Still. Right, so this week we're... Uh, Mr. Cameron did tell me he doesn't care about the Istanbul game, so this is only going to be Motherwell. So, <laughs> so Hearts against Motherwell on Sunday. Hearts to score over 1.5 goals. Bye. Bye. I mean, Jarvie get their bit in our foot. Looking at Twitter for a change. Over 1.5 was that, sorry. Aye. I'll buy that. You're gonna buy it. I'm gonna sell it. Oh, and Cameron buys what, it with a bit of no time. Anyway, uh, Forrest with an assist or a goal against Motherwell. Sell, sell, yeah, sell, sell. I'm gonna also going to sell that. Cameron buys it. Well done. Um, uh, another one. We've only had one this season. Uh, a clean sheet for Hearts. Sell. Sell. <laughs> sell. I'm also going to sell. Could we be playing anyone and I would have sold that. Could we be playing <laughs> cow and beef and I would have sold that. Ah, it's not great at the moment. And uh, a Cameron favourite. Is it going to be over 1.5 bald officials? <laughs> Bye. I'm buying it. Um, we had the over we had two bold officials at Riga. Um so I don't know if we've used all our bold equity up. <laughs> yeah. On that basis, I would like to sell it, please. I will sell. also sell it. Sell, sell, sells. No worries. And Cameron, you're gonna buy that. It's gonna be a very bold Sunday, I hear. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so that's by ourselves. We'll let you know how everyone does next week. Superb. <clears throat> thank you, Hammy, and uh, thank you, boys, for episode 100 in the bag. Uh, join us next time as we look back at Istanbul and Motherwell and ahead to Rangers at Ibrox, which is the Wednesday night, and Livingston at Tincastle the following weekend. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with Buy or Sell, and don't forget to leave us a generous star rating on whatever you're listening on. So until next time, Moon the Hearts, safe travels to Istanbul. Bye-bye.